Hey everyone, we are the three princes and we go around looking for things to penetrate deeply. Hey, intellectual. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. We're doing this again. Oh, fuck again. <laughs> okay. I can't believe we're taking time out of this busy man's <laughs> life. <laughs> to sit down and talk about crap every week. <laughs> so, I had you guys at a really cool meeting today with, uh, about Media Man, no? Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was fun. It so, was fun. can you explain a little bit, like, what exactly were you guys doing there? So, you explain it and I will fill in for it because um, it's, it's better that... Because I've, I've been learning media math for a long time and like, okay, fine, I learned media f- like 15 years ago. So, sure. even I'm rusty on it. Yeah. Uh, and what I know is purely logic uh, more than the, the math of it. Mm. But uh, you explain it and I will fill in to... You explain it the way you understood it and I will ex- okay. try to... Okay, so we, we have a... We, so... Okay, what exactly is media math? I mean, I uh, remember the buzz, uh, like I remember you guys telling me that that's what you guys are going for, but I don't get like what's oh, the math so behind it. What what I can understand from media math is to find out the optimal place for you to spend your advertising dollars. That's pretty much what that entire subject is about. Or? That is probably wrong uh, from <laughs> the expression that he fucking. No, no, no. I'm, 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 refer- I'm just uh, talking to uh, Melissa, who's trying to record us. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's right. If you guys are interested in seeing our faces, just head on to YouTube. If you're already on YouTube, hi. <laughs> if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast, Malisa is our Jamie. <laughs> hey, Jamie, Malisa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. <laughs> this is not sponsored. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, back from our break. The camera is working again. <laughs> Everything is back in order. Uh, we are now... What were we talking about? Today? Yes, that's right. About uh, media maps. Media maps. And what that entire gig was about. So, op- from what I understood, it's the optimal way to spend your advertising rupees. Which is what essentially every company tries to do. Yeah. Optimize spends, uh, create efficiency and therefore get maximum return on your yeah, dollar spend. Yeah. It's it's like the, it's the reason that you do analytics in social media, right? Because depending on where your analytics are telling you to head, mm-hmm. if you head in that direction, you're probably going to be more effective in your marketing. See, I've, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that this is the general thing about it, but I was thinking about it more from a scientific point of view, right? Mm. I was wondering about this even today, because uh, I was speaking with one of our clients, Kanch. Right. Uh, we're setting up the marketing for like all his back-end marketing stuff and everything. Sure. I was just thinking about if you keep chasing that, doesn't that mean that you're also consistently being framed into this confirmation bias? Yeah, mm. it is, it's called so, uh, it's it's called a uh, uh, efficiency uh, the, the, the vicious cycle of efficiency. Yeah. So, so what efficiency? <laughs> it's a vicious cycle of efficiency. Okay. So. Uh, you know that there, there's a general, most companies, most Fortune 500, Fortune 500 companies don't last more than 10 to 15 years in the system sure. right now. Yeah, yeah. Because the problem of creating efficiency is you stop looking out 
two things that are essentially see innovation essentially becomes inefficient as a, as a rule innovation is always inefficient yeah Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Because you yeah. need to expend a lot more energy to figure out exactly how to do it, and then turn think it about into it this way, right? Like, so if you're basing your decisions on what you think your clients need or what they say that they need, mm-hmm. they are not leaders in any sort of. Uh, at least most of them are not leaders in any sort of industry, right? So they are not on the fringe of things. Okay. Okay. So if you come up with a new technology, most people will be like, ah. but okay. if you come up, if you if you keep servicing exactly what your clients need you're just doing what they tell you and how are Eventually they supposed to know to that, yeah. what is the next biggest thing right in like oh okay okay so if you kept following that cycle we wouldn't have the model t basically no we just have like a ultra fucking fast you, horse yeah you have a, yeah. <laughs> you know horse on steroids so, yeah. so for, like forget about forget about the client yeah if you are chasing efficiency mm. if you was in like if you were a company okay. or, or individual or an individual like if you if your entire focus is inward the likelihood is that you will become brilliant at being inward yeah but there are thousands of things that are created that are, that are being the opportunities that are being created outside of your immediate periphery yeah Mm-hmm. uh which is actually leaving you behind it, it in marketing And it's like, called uh, uh, marketing myopia right sure yeah, yeah. yeah. You, everyone has heard yes. of marketing myopia right it, it it's uh, like, so, it, uh, yeah okay so <laughs> explain to me a little bit about so it's this famous i mean like there are hundreds of stories of this uh like like many many stories okay i'll tell you one okay I don't know the companies because I I can't I can't tell you the companies of hand because uh, we were not planning to talk about this subject but uh, uh, there was this uh, calculator company mathematical uh, instrumental calculator company in Switzerland. Oh okay okay. okay. Uh, what they did was they created mechanical calculators. Okay. Right. Uh, and. so they started creating mechanical calculators and they were the best at it for a longest period of time after a while they were creating mechanical calculators and somewhere in japan they were creating casio mm-hmm. was creating electronic, digital yeah electronic calculators yes yeah. they have came a point where the mechanical calculator uh, the, the the mechanical engineers in this company mm-hmm. started using <laughs> no way are you funny yeah 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 <laughs> uh, electronic calculators <laughs> to do the math readings <laughs> that is just disappointing yes myopia is one of the one of the worst things i'm like i i went through one of those it's sad i can't talk about it right now but it's one of those very classic situations and to the 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 best minds or the 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 people would who would think that they are the best at what they do this happens to everyone they become fairly myopic this i mean the most famous case of this mm-hmm. is kodak yep and nokia nokia yeah nokia kodak um famous story famous story again uh not actually a famous story the idea of a touch screen phone was presented at 
a board meeting at Nokia mm. almost 10 years prior 10 if i'm not not mistaken yeah i mean that sounds about yeah. right that's when yeah. the but what did what were they called personal pdas pdas it's on pdas personal were thing, digital, digital assistance were yeah. thing, right yeah. uh, almost had the device yeah no 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 apple didn't have the device this was before apple, apple before apple before before all of that apple had like a little tablet thing in the 90s before that wow, wow. before wow. this that's quite before this uh if i'm not mistaken it it had i can't tell you who it was i don't uh, i think it was apple where the concept of a personalized because nokia at that point was not in the 90s uh, this was yeah somewhere in the 90s when personal phones were becoming a thing um okay i'm not going to i'm going to i'm not going to dabble on the time period because i can't remember the exact time periods mm. uh, a consultant that my, my boss interacted with had said i sat at a board meeting where the concept for a touch screen phone was presented and the company said nah it's not right it's called um, not accepting weak signals so there are strong signals and weak signals okay from the market they are generally called there are two five formats of signals okay strong signals and weak signals mm-hmm. if a signal is strong it is hitting you lock stock and barrel you are running around to correct yourself to manage that Signal. respond to it respond to it right but there are weak signals digital cameras and kodak mm. it was a tremendously weak signal and i'll tell you my 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 story about this and i think in the 19 sorry into early 2000s uh, 2003 4 5 i handled uh, uh, digital printing for kodak uh, sorry uh, uh, fuji okay in oh, okay. sri lanka okay uh, it was handled by uh, handled by haley's mm. so digital printing apparatus for jwt this is where when i was a jwt it was handled so these massive machines mm-hmm. that print pictures of photos, are, photos okay. Are, okay so therefore we were very close to the tech that is coming out mm-hmm. what it did was essentially print out things and it mm-hmm. was a fast way of printing things because i was involved in the entire thing um the question was okay fine there are digital cameras and we as advertisers we always used film cameras okay right okay a film camera has uh it has about 20 megapixels i mean it's it's equivalent to about 20 to 30 megapixel camera but really yeah it's that's, it is that's a lot of megapixels yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's about 20 film cameras that's a lot of pixels yeah, yeah. it's a lot of megapixels yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of pixels yeah. i need to i need to check that out check that check that check that uh just check out what uh, what a what a equivalent film camera is to this thing this is shooting on film yeah and not the standard yeah. belief in the agency at the time and so now we have two options one is shooting on film and one is shooting on digital mm. oh okay so the value is and like 85 megapixels oh sorry yeah so it's, it's about 85 megapixels, megapixels. it's humongous yeah, at the because time. it's a film right you can blow it up 
Yeah, I mean, I know that. Because the capture rate, the the degree of capture, because it's capturing real light on real film. Yeah. Okay. Silver nitrate. So it has to be at almost a cellular level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cellular level detail, I'm assuming. Versus? It's reacting. Versus? Cellular? Yeah, it is. It is cellular. It's cellulose, right? It's cellulose that are either becoming black or... It's silver nitrate, right? Oh, okay. like, I'm not particularly sure from, the from what I know this this stuff is made of silver nitrate and it's that is at an atomic scale if I'm not wrong that's a bit hard go <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever if I'm wrong <laughs> uh, whatever reason yeah. so it's a a film a, a film camera shot mm-hmm. is equivalent to 85 megapixels or so okay, whatever megapixels. 87 yeah, megapixels yeah. and the standard belief in the agency at the time was there will never come a day mm-hmm. and these are masters at what they do there will never come a day where a digital camera can ever beat the quality of a film camera right <laughs> and i i remember there were two very clear definitions of like for example when i give a quote I used to give a digital camera quote and a <laughs> oh, film camera shit. quote all the jokes <laughs> wow. this actually happened right okay uh and i i used to have this conversation because we were having handling fuji uh we believed that kodak at the time was supreme uh mm-hmm. and we always said like fuji did the film reel mm-hmm. thing as well okay and we were trying to make fuji better and all that and we were the underdog at the time and we said okay fine how do you get um fuji digital technology to be better the belief at the in the ti- at the time in the agency mm-hmm. amongst the people who are at the cutting edge of film mm-hmm. was there is no chance in hell <laughs> will there be a day where digital technology will meet up to film technology wow okay <laughs> Tell us now, right? <laughs> nothing is on film. Nothing. It's destroyed. Nothing. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. It's Do you complete. even know where to get a photo developed anymore? I know. It's gone. It's gone. That's insane. That's that's called that is that is that is the story of marketing, marketing. myopia at its absolute best. <laughs> And again. Everyone thinks that like okay, it's like a bubble. It's like a financial bubble. No one sees it. Mm-hmm. because you are so invested in the technology that you are in mm-hmm. you do not look outside of the peripheries <laughs> you don't look at outside the peripheries of what you need to be like you don't look outside the periphery of your category in immediate uh, periphery that essentially results in creating disaster for yourself oh, right okay so no matter how good you are about whatever you do mm-hmm. always remember there is something that is about to trump you i mean that is the mark I mean, of intelligence like, always look I, out that leads so, that's a nice platform for us to go into what we are supposed to talk about today mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean which is why you need customer insights why okay. why you need to have a process for marketing as to why you do the collateral that you do okay but so, exactly is an insight there's a good place to start yeah so we spoke about insight some time ago uh, yeah i mean about, very briefly right yeah. in the beginning episode 3 i think it's, yeah. it's 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 an underlying truth uh 
an underlying i mean like the most crude way of deciphering it is to say ah it is an underlying truth but what is an underlying truth it, that can't be a human fact it can be it can cannot be. be either it may not be either okay it's it like can sun be sun rises a, from the east can it be an insight no it is not an insight like the sun rises rises from the east is a fact yeah it's no it's not an insight it has it has it was an insight 10000 years ago mm-hmm. it sadly is not one of those not right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so insights again lose the relevance. fact that it is an ins- yeah. no it's not re- it doesn't lose re- relevance it's a truth no it mm. doesn't lose relevance it just becomes common knowledge it turns into fact and then it's no longer in insights so, so insights are something that can turn into fact but aren't yet correct so it's a it's a secret fact in a way isn't it it's, it's a, a yeah. fact that you know but your competitor doesn't it's, it's ideally a, it's not a competitor generally no one else no one does. else knows it's a behavioral discovery it is generally a behavioral discovery but in marketing an insight is generally a <laughs> Uh, just real quick, what kind of example can you give for an insight? Uh, you are from FMCG, so uh, like, what is an an insight that you may have found in the last six or seven months? Oh. Uh, since you guys do a lot of customer business, can you talk right? about that? Yeah. No, so one insight I spoke about, I think about two episodes ago, where we were talking about the toothbrush, yeah. the entire entire toothbrush story. Yeah. Um, I would, I can't talk about anything that have been. Not okay, fine. Know. Okay, uh, let me let me let me let me tell tell talk to you about something that is not relevant to um, FMCG. No, no, it's not relevant to this market. Um, ah, right, okay. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. I can't tell you what came out of it because I should not. But let me let me tell you how we attempted to get at it. Okay. Right. So we were handling tea, and we said, okay, fine. Tea is a way of getting out of boredom. Okay. Okay. Which is reality for majority of South Asia. Like nothing is fucking working. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's a way of it's a way of breaking out of boredom. Yeah. But then we said, okay, can we look at boredom in different ways? Now, boredom is a common thing. Mm. It's not. It's fact. Mm. It's it's a reality. Mm. So we mapped boredom on the. on a on a l curve where we call a xy axis where we said okay fine how in uh what were the two axes uh um, if i can remember correctly it was if it was if i can remember correctly it was one was how bad it was to get bored and what uh how fast you got bored how bad like the intensity of boredom no, and the no, no, not intensity of boredom like what is the like how detrimental yeah. it was to get bored and how uh how fast you how would you how quantify would you detrimental mm. yeah yeah like for example <laughs> sitting in a class okay it is not necessarily detrimental to get bored sitting in a class listening oh, sure. to something yeah. is not detrimental to get bored because yeah. you can follow up after a while yeah. right yeah. yeah 
sitting in a board meeting where CEO oh, is I, there and getting bored is bored is a bad bad I have to go with a surgeon in the middle of an operation but I guess yeah but say a surgeon in the board board meeting will sorry a surgeon in a sorry not surgeon board a surgeon in a, in a board meeting not a, a surgeon in the middle of a surgery surgery being will bored will not get bored yeah I don't think they will get bored but yeah Like say, getting bored in a board uh, meeting, that. <laughs> where 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 things were being really uh, like the the future of the company was getting articulated, but you're getting bored of that because you're get you're tired of it. That would be a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. So so we said in order to find a solution to what kind of boredom that a cup of tea will break you out of. Mm. We need to understand boredom. Mm. I mean, that's a fair enough argument. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a great way to approach the problem. And we said, okay, fine. Let me let us put us put put ourselves. I'm 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 telling you this off the top of my head because I can't remember the entire story. Um, so we put it on an axis and said, okay, fine. What is the most intense degree of boredom? <laughs> What is the most uh, detrimental if you get bored? Mm. Because it has the most influence and how fast do you end up doing it right uh and we created like three degrees of boredom there there's <laughs> intense oh, boredom yeah. where you are you are just you're just churning things out yeah uh, there is passive boredom which is uh, basically you are sitting in a classroom and you are just bored but you are just taking shit in there is active boredom where you have to participate but you are not you are not invested in you are not invested in the entire thing so now we have three levels of boredom now i have a standing point to figure out okay of the three where do i play right oh right what which boredom do you address which boredom do i address and that leads itself to creating a communication idea what kind of boredom do you want to play i feel like the real insight over there is the understanding that boredom is not one thing but it's a tiered thing exactly right? but if you tell that as it is mm-hmm. that boredom is a tiered thing mm-hmm. it will not be an insight oh right it's, okay. it is it's it, it therefore is not deep enough i don't understand the so i don't understand the parameters that a piece of information must have in order for it to be considered an insight yeah. i'm a little bit unclear on that Ah. <laughs> that's a that's actually a toughie. Yeah, it's, it is a toughie, Majam, because it it the the idea of I feel like it's it's a bit of a playing it uh, hard and fast sort of thing. No, here, so but yeah, I think you need to have a inherent <laughs> understanding of the demographic in relation to the insight that you or the bits of information that you get mm-hmm. to figure out which one is an insight and which one isn't. So is the fact that it's that boredom is not a single thing; it's a tiered thing. that is the foundation for you to figure out okay how do i which address means, it as an insight which means that our audience will resonate with oh no man i just lost my idea over that <laughs> no so the the point is uh, you have three tiers of boredom this is what i understood from what you're saying yeah you have three tiers of boredom mm-hmm. um obviously you can't really talk about one of them like being bored in a ceo's conversation is not something you want to put out there and no no let me put this there are three tiers of boredom yeah mm-hmm. that's the first insight sure. that there are multiple tiers of boredom yeah that is an insight because everyone believes boredom is one single thing 
Okay. It's at the at the highest level, it is that's that is that too is an insight. Sure. Can you use it? No. Maybe not. Then can you drill down further and understand? Okay, fine. What are the underlying? Mm, there's a there's a hierarchy of thoughts here. Yeah, yeah no, and I get keep, that. But yeah. you can keep digging that information up, right? But then where where insights fail? I, I I again what I said before was where insights fail is when it drills down to human truth. Mm-hmm. There are no more insights. Okay. You Mother's love for a child. You people are people get bored at work. Is not insight. It's not insight. It is underlying. It's it's, it's just human truth. Okay. It's reality. It's okay. it's everyone else knows it. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else knows it, if I poke you and say, "Ah, okay, fine," you get bored at work. You will most likely say, "Yeah, motherfucker, I do." <laughs> Well, how does that matter? <laughs> how does that matter? Yeah. Oh, it's in relation to what that makes it an insight. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, insights are not. Th- hmm. That's the. I'm, I'm fundamental. Unclear on it, but I think I'll get it as we are going along. Yeah. The the fundamental truth is. Insights are. How I define it is. It's underlying behavior and truths that most people don't see. but when you reveal it to them mm-hmm. they go yeah i completely believe in this i i feel it i i i i i understand it i i completely empathize with what what is being said okay so okay let me get this straight insights Now, are a way of, i have a, i have a sentence that can explain that it's articulation of the unexplored collective unconscious Ooh. yeah in a in a way in a way mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but not in a way as well right because some of those articulations are are common truths as well that's why the word unexplored is there but after it is like the second you bring it in it automatically brings it out of that set and puts it into the set of explored sure which means that an insight is no longer an insight which means exactly insights like don't remain insights Uh, yeah, insights per- never it's not a permanent state it's so, not a permanent but, but, but i was understanding from that is uh, with the, like been going back to the tea example like mm. the different levels of boredom pretty much tells me at what level tea is absolutely imperative to have like tea is not absolutely imperative to have at any stage at any level of boredom no no it's not but people do drink it because habitually huh habitually habitually tea, no, no. so tea is tea okay 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 okay, <laughs> okay fine tea is drunk for 100 reasons like tea is drunk for many reasons It's drunk habitually. It's right. drunk to wake up. It's dr- done for many, Evening many tea. Yeah, many, you know, yeah. <laughs> habitually yeah, yeah, yeah. as a pick me up, whatever reason. What yeah, we were reasons. What we were oh, exploring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's drunk as a stimulant. Yeah. So therefore, boredom. It relates to boredom, but um, amidst the many things that tea is drunk for. we said we need to explore one element mm-hmm. because we can't explore all of it because the worst thing you can tell about tea is going and say ah okay fine all tea i mean like my tea tastes the best okay. no, your tea does not taste the best <laughs> because 
every tea is every day taste the best for that person that is drinking it yeah yeah so it's very difficult to get a superiority claim on and and yeah. as we know rule number 1 of marketing right which is what uh, brand the way that uh, double jeopardy <laughs> so the more people that you have the more loyal they are yeah. was that rule num- number 1 yeah it's yeah. not rule number I think, it's uh, really yeah. one of the laws one yeah. of the laws i think no but i think double jeopardy was the first, first law yeah. but i don't know if there's it's a not the first yeah, it's, it's, it's a law it's a hierarchy it's a, it's a law yeah but the bottom line is amidst the many things okay let me break this down again mm. i want to make my brand distinctive mm-hmm. okay in order for me to make my brand distinctive i need to solve a problem right okay okay a can i can just take take a step mm. back why do you want to make your brand distinctive instead of differentiate Ooh, difficult. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we have ten topics in this in this episode. <laughs> um, why do you want to make your brand so differentiated? Is difficult to sustain. What is so? Uh, it's marketing lingo. Yeah. It's, what's the okay. difference between distinct so, and differentiated? Okay. When I say it's differentiated, the assumption is that it is. so distinctive and differentiated can be the same thing mm-hmm. but let's let's just leave that for a little bit it's just word play right but most important when we when the the classical definition of differentiated is product differentiated how we understand differentiated is in the classical way that marketing has been taught mm-hmm. is been has been that it is differentiated by the fact of a product that i am better or different from the co product of line the the category of yeah. no no of the thing that you are trying to solve okay you solve my solution is different than the other person's solution right so there's a, there's a relative term factual real life difference between sure mm-hmm. but in real life differentiation cannot be achieved over a long period of time because soap ends up being the thing that cleans you no 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 yeah i mean no regardless of what differences you have at the yeah. next iteration your competitors can all Ca- just catch up it in right sure. it's up. just easy yeah. catch up yeah like in 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 the in the in, uh, in the mean, real like, world yeah. they say average degree of differentiation you have versus any product even if you have an ip if you are not in uh, pharmaceuticals say you are in tech mm-hmm. if you are not in high tech like you are not in high level tech but you are, if you are in consumer tech consumer tech right okay the degree of differentiate is about 6 months you put out something somebody else will catch it up like yeah, in 6 yeah. months like, understood we all know about the smartphone wars right yeah. now do you know but smartphone is better they are all fucking like overpowered as fuck there's no point in getting one more phone over the other exactly like, what's the difference exactly in classic marketing lingo that is differentiated okay mm, yeah and what's distinctness then distinctiveness distinctiveness he says distinctiveness is fundamentally to say okay i am different from this person mm-hmm. for different value sets it's largely to do with communication and proposition 
for example my personality is different from i correct. i think that distinguishing uh, so this is distinctness versus distinctiveness versus differentiation differentiation right? this is a, i think one is a subset of the other i think one is a more pure and distilled form because now we're just looking up at the definitions right so distinctness distinctiveness distinct so distinct distinctiveness is essentially <laughs> distinctiveness is essentially to say as character apple is used by creative people sure samsung is not yeah does it mean samsung is for some reason lesser no that of, on functionality it's not than, yeah. not necessarily yeah apple people say we are loyal to our product because it is differentiated yeah exactly <laughs> exactly quick hide my phone <laughs> I guarantee you the most loyal Apple person provided they are given a worthwhile reason outside of proposition mm. and communication for example if if somebody comes and says okay fine uh, uh let me give you a iPhone equivalent mm. uh that is 30% cheaper exact exact specs exact specs exact time limit exact working model everything mm. you think the iphone people will not buy that for all their loyalty uh, i think they would have a certain amount of self worth involved in with the, the iphone no but no no it doesn't happen i would it like to believe that i would stay loyal but oh i i would have to face oh. a situation like that no because <laughs> you are a very special person that because because right but no, 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 logically think about it logically think about it i don't have to go too far i carry around a google pixel while also having an iphone and a mac right so i'm 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 confused is what i am see my 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 output there comes from one of the papers that i read of msi right hmm. um when you price stretching whether you price stretch high or price stretch low mm. there was this one paper that was written that said that if a prestige brand price stretches high mm. users are more likely to feel more engaged with the brand correct. while if they price stretch low correct users will drop off correct uh while if a functional brand price stretches high or low does not matter correct that happens it doesn't matter a uh, no if if a functional brand prices is low mm. your volume will go up by a freaking mile sure, but you won't have a drop off you won't have you a drop off you don't yeah. have a you do not have a drop yeah yeah it's like to, it's it's to say like a core fun- if your if your basic principle has been built on functionality uh famous uh, again famous example of arrow arrow is arrow, a clothing brand yeah 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 arrow um was a premium brand in india for a longest time yes this is a marketing story that i heard like 10 years ago i might i might be getting some of these facts wrong but arrow was this marketing brand that was i mean like the the logo was uh stitched on to the under uh, the the lower level of the elbow, elbow. yeah okay and executives used to buy this high price brand 
and used to sit with their elbows on the table oh, just to show nice. <laughs> they are wearing an arrow shirt. Ah, oh, nice. Long years ago. Mm-hmm. Then arrow thought uh, we are too expensive. I mean, we are anyway making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's drop the price. Right. Then every mother son started wearing arrow shirts, <laughs> and it lost. And, it's an arrow went boof. Yeah. I mean, like they gain lot of volume, obviously, but as a they result, they lost that brand equity. I would like to think. To an remember, we we yeah we, we don't no no equity is a very iffy thing that's not I mean, it's not equity on the three but parameters we spoke about they have the, the equity yeah they have the they equity just don't have the loyalty no I mean do they I mean does no. it even matter because I mean double jeopardy again right the bigger you grow the more people right, who right, are more loyal just perspective that's fine it's the quality of memory yes that's quality of memory has yes, dropped that quality of memory for the same shirt mm-hmm. while it's more expensive uh, while it's cheaper and more accessible and more people will buy it and all that the quality of memory for that brand has now drastically job dropped amongst the audience that subscribe to it yeah. the initial bunch that too is fine mm-hmm. if that is the model of business that they want to run if arrow want to make a lot more money that could have been the way that they would approach that's yeah, perfectly okay. fine that would have been a completely good business decision at the time there is nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the equity of the brand has suffered. Right. Okay. It I mean, this would not. If you were just looking at the brand equity metric, you would not be able to see this. You would because be able to another metric that. has gone up while one yeah. has dropped. One okay. has dropped. Yeah. So, so they just even. It's not equity. It's equity. not equity. So it's it's not necessarily equity. More it's people use it. Just quality of memory. Yes. The the quality of mem the 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 persona or the personality that you have subscribed I, to. I, I would prefer. to for the case of accuracy okay. right to no longer call it has quality of memory has lowered i would prefer to call it the quality of the memory has changed because you can't distinctively say that a uh, uh, a brand like rolex is more qualitatively like a more quality it's not better than it's just a different quality it's, it's a different, different quality yeah mm. so uh, think about it this way right so if bmw put out a car tomorrow saying that it was a competitor to the maruti suzuki mm-hmm. i mean isn't that what the bmw i3 is to an extent no <laughs> no no so, i mean not a price point but yeah you know okay let me give you give you this in a real world scenario say dual you have a bipolar disorder okay okay you are like this at one point right and for some weird reason or the other you completely you become a arrogant asshole right okay in 2 minutes you become an arrogant asshole mm-hmm. that completely screws my quality of memory of you because my memory i don't know what to believe ah. my memory has now been built in a certain way right like you 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 get hit on the head and you end up becoming a bipolar person mm-hmm. okay Three months down the line, I meet you, and you are a completely different individual. Holy shit! This goes back to psychology, then. Yes. Yeah. More like uh, what do you call it? Cognitive dissonance, isn't it? It causes a cognitive dissonance. Is what happens. 
what you yes. believe it's in something and what it is. It's a consistent set of memories so, for you yeah, to follow a trajectory. You believe or. something is A, right? Yeah. But when you meet it the next time, it was A when you met it last. Yeah. The next time you interact with it, it isn't A. So yeah. you have this dissonance. Yeah. With, and with it's the, not familiar anymore. Yeah, anymore. And that's what you're, what's, working, what's happening there. Exactly. So that's the, when people drop prices on luxury goods, essentially there's a, how is it? How the? How is this even possible? Why the fuck did I pay for it? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Okay, okay, makes sense. Like I would feel pretty screwed if I buy a Rolex like for ten thousand today and then tomorrow it's on what sale for two hundred bucks. Yeah. What if your Mac MacBook is two hundred bucks now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not a prestige. I mean, yeah, to an extent, I guess. I'll, I'll admit it. I've been mad enough to admit that it is a prestige item. Exactly. It it's not a prestige item, by the way. Well, I mean, I guess to, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that it is. <laughs> it is not a prestige item. A computer is a computer as, as, I, as I see it. <laughs> that is what it is. You guys are wrong. Okay. Uh, we were coming back to media. We were talking about media. Insights. Insights, insights. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, insights where we, we were talking about like, so. Uh, we were actually trying to tackle this idea of distinctness versus uh, differentiation. Yeah. And how I can simply describe it from everything that we have spoken so far is uh, Diresh has a beard that mm. makes him distinctive. Yeah. If he had the longest and biggest beard and that is how he would explain himself to people, then he's creating a very distinctive. Yeah. I mean, is he the same person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, so that is the best way, uh, like that's a great way of describing it actually. That's very true. It's how you present yourself. So it's distinctiveness is largely to do with communication and proposition. Right, okay. Uh, I mean, you a, can see that with Coca-Cola and Pepsi, right? Ideally, it's just cola flavored water, right? Mm. But at what level are they going to be like, our product is superior, like, but Coke vanilla? No, that shit tastes disgusting. Like, Coke, like all the flavors of Coke aren't as good as the original Coke. And mm. all the flavors of Pepsi are not as good as OG Pepsi, right? Yeah. But at that point, what Coke proposes to us is what uh, what was the epic campaign, Open Happiness. Yeah. I think this was all the way back in the day. Mm. And then uh, uh, Pepsi had this counter campaign that was going on, but it was in a completely different angle. It wasn't trying to attack the so, happiness section. I mean, so if you want to understand distinctiveness, distinctiveness of brands, mm -hmm. the best brand stories to follow are uh, Coke and Pepsi. Uh, for people who are listening, there's this book called The Other Guy Blinked. I can't remember the author of it. Can you just other check that? The Other Guy Blinked. Uh, it was from a PepsiCo CEO in the 1980s. How Pepsi won the Cola Wars. How Pepsi won the Cola Wars. Right? Uh, book by Jesse Kornbluth and Roger Enrico. I'm sorry if I'm destroying Roger Enrico things. was the CEO of that at the time. Okay. Right. It's, like a, it's a page turner. If you if you have any love for marketing, read it. It is sensational. It's like a yeah. it's like a thriller novel. <laughs> okay. it's a business book that is that, that it's a non-fiction like thriller. It's also. a non-fiction thriller that that is hilarious and it's fun and it's purely entertaining. Okay. So Martin Newmeyer has a similar book out as well. It's called When Everyone Is Zigging Zag. I've heard of the book, but I am not. Uh, Everyone is zigging Zach. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the exact name, but like the book is called Zach. I'm sure of that. Everyone is zigging. But the bottom line is, distinctiveness is not 
in the classic marketing term is not differentiation right i mean you can you can give Crazy it crazy is a compliment the power of zigging when everyone else zags That's That's one. One. Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, one more link in the description. Yeah. Try your best. That's that's the fundamental nature of brand management. Mm-hmm. You are trying to create a distinctive memory. Make sure that distinctive memory is different from somebody else. Now, coming into a category, you can follow certain cues that your the dominant brand has followed. Mm-hmm. Like because example, you need to follow yeah, category cues, like, right? Yeah, you have to follow category cues. Like the example that you put out saying one of our brands has followed another dominant brand in the market mm-hmm. uh, on on toothpaste. Yeah. Oh, that, that is following cue. Uh, no, it's not following. It's just following cues. Mm-hmm. There are specific cues that you need to follow about a market. Mm-hmm. Okay, so coming back to insight. Okay, so the 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 whole process of so we learned this when we joined the Unilever challenge, right? Mm-hmm. From insight to idea to campaign to activation, it's it's a very thought out process. It's like we are not. Coming up with these ideas out of our asses. No, it's it's something processified. Yeah, it's something that the market has. We just don't know it. We're figuring it out, and then we're figuring out how to capitalize on it. Correct. So that isn't prevalent in marketing outside FMCG, from what I can tell. No, it's prevalent. At least in Sri Lanka. No, it's prevalent in every. Nook and corner of the world. Your entire startup ecosystem works on that mentality. Is, I is, guess is built it's on that. that. Your like entire startup like that. Uber is built on a great insight. Built on a great insight, but I'm saying when it comes to the marketing itself, no, no, it falls short. No, no, forget about the marketing. I mean, we, we, you don't build insight for marketing. No, marketing insights for marketing is just for communicating. They don't, don't. Yeah, no. So communications. That's why. Like if you look outside the FMCG ecosystem, mm-hmm. communications are kind of bland. I mean, it's not really. I I would say that I in general, say. in in most fields, right? Mm-hmm. This is see no, I'm, the, the, I'm the, arrogant, the so I no no absolutely so like out outright bland. The process of marketing, yeah, is not really very well understood in general, simply because it's. It's hard to see. I mean, until we read uh, how brands grow, right? Mm. I did not we know were, even yeah, there yeah, were sure. equations or actual like fundamental laws that we must understand about how people buy things mm. and how people interact with each other. Mm. That mean, too is an insight, by the way. Yeah, that too is an insight. I guess yeah, most definitely because yeah. that book changed my life in terms of how I viewed marketing as a field. Because and people in general, NP, yeah, <laughs> most definitely, right? But. Uh, I think the the problem over there is that the way that uh, you guys at Unilever tackle like how you all have brought that down into a process like go speak to people and then get an insight then come up with an idea then doing that entire process is pretty unique to you guys I mean uh, we haven't really no, seen it out in the market I, no, I most definitely no, should be. Because even absolutely in the book, not. it says that uh, all almost uh, like, but there was about like, no, 50 so, sponsors. No, so like if you're right? talking about the brands that are up there, mm. you're probably right. 
But if you're talking about brands that are like growing, like starting out thousands, from nothing. There are thousands of brands. I'm, I'm like, so uh, basically what I was getting to is that yeah. uh, like, yes, but uh, that's in marketing comes now. Mm. But when people are starting a business or like this startup thing. It's insight. It has it's, to be. It's always starting with an insight, right? I realize suddenly that people really find it difficult to find tuk-tuks. Yeah. Like how difficult is it? Oh my God. And we have a way to click a button and then find everything that is around us. Yeah. So why don't we just bam those two together and solve that problem? That's pretty much how what the, yes, this from entire that point onwards, yeah. how far they do, how far do they do? Yeah, they but go I mean, yeah, but to figure out what the other problem. Like, so when you're creating an ecosystem, mm-hmm. it's not the absence of problems. You're creating a whole different yeah. bunch of problems. Yeah, but okay. So that marketing. Uh, so I guess what you're trying to get at over here is that there is that the lead needs to be taken by the marketing team to consistently find new insights in order to drive the exactly. business further. That, that right? is exactly what I'm and, saying. And that, that is, is what the, is not being done. Yeah. Okay. That is the that is the core premise of what a marketer is. That is what a marketer is supposed to do in a company. Right. So he is supposed to be the leading edge in finding how better to propagate my business. What the pulse of the people is. How to understand what the real problem, problem that you need to be solving is. Correct. Right. So if you are an entrepreneur, the best thing that uh, that can be told to you is uh, when you're hiring a marketer, ask them if they know about insights <laughs> and how to no, deploy those. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think that's 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 a great question to ask because okay. if you're hiring a marketer, ensure that they have a sensitivity towards understanding people's problems without the veil of dearth that comes along with it. Like there are... What? I need a breakdown of that. (laughs) See, the problem why people don't understand insights is because people go... You can do a thousand consumer connects and not come up with Anything. A single insight. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Because you are going into that consumer connect thinking, I know what this person is going to tell me. Mm. That is dangerous. That is the worst thing to do. Mm. This is cliche, but you have to be vulnerable when you walk into a person's house and talk to somebody. Right. You must believe that you don't know what they are about to tell you. Okay. You must believe that what they're about to tell you is completely new. And every person, the impression that they give you must be new to you. Whether it verifies you... The hundred times or not doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Whether you whether it verifies your belief system or it, it breaks down your belief system, you must accept that as it comes. Mm. Never ever, never ever believe that this is why insights are so hard to find because we walk we walk in now with our personalities right with our filter on with our filters on with our with our veils on and say ah, okay fine I know what people are thinking rose tinted glasses is what they're called so uh, <laughs> uh, a marketer needs to be supremely open to experience supreme yeah a, truly a marketer never like if you, if you actually look at if you if you believe and trust me, it's impossible to do. It's it's nearly impossible to do. 
you must be always open to experience every observation should lead you to something every thought process must lead you to something every everything that in your personal experience what you are doing must lead you to something so you must be open to it that's it, a good template for actually how to find an insight so i mean uh, okay so for those of you who don't know the basic technique in order to go in, go look for insights which everyone probably should as our conversation now has shown <laughs> is you go speak to the people whose problem you are solving yeah number one you're yeah. solving someone's problem and then the more you connect with them the more you understand the nuances of how you are solving the problem yeah. which will give you the not just that you start to understand the value related problems around the functional problem yeah which right? is what how you continue to find new yeah. insights right you you start to look at the conversations and those interactions with different lenses as many different types of lenses as you can to understand how it looks like from different places as empathetically as you possibly can correct so there's there's a there's a there's a way to look at this through multiple levels of analysis you can't look at it as just a functional problem okay okay you have to look at it as a psychological problem you have to look at it as a social problem mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're distilling these I things i guess to that is a that's answers. processifying it to a large degree because yeah. i don't think people will intuitively drive towards that but that is one framework that you can that use. is how i would yeah. do it so yes, look I'm at saying. look at it, it depends on who, scale. yeah it depends on who who you are and what, what yeah, kind what of person kind of how you how you analyze data that depends on who you are yeah but bottom line don't walk into a situation don't walk into a conversation and ask don't walk into a conversation believing that i know what this person is going to say mm-hmm. so don't good, walk into good, the hypothesis good, good rule good rule to have good rule to have build hypothesis before you go in wait okay. what that makes no sense okay so let me tell you this good scientists will let his hypothesis be broken down no no but still you're then walking into basically disprove this is your why it's so hard to do this is exactly <laughs> why it's hard to do is a scientist is the same thing yeah but they have a hypothesis and they do everything they can to disprove it yeah you're expecting something though no a hypothesis is an idea that i believe that baby formula is the best thing to feed children and everyone believes that that is my hypothesis that i'm going to have and i walk into no, a whole bunch a of bad hypothesis two hypotheses that's very bad hypothesis <laughs> okay give me a good okay, hypothesis so let's bring walk in with okay, let's let's, let's, let's say it's related to mobile phones okay, there you fine. go okay. uh, what would be the hypothesis that First you would walk in let's 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 build let's build a hypothesis okay first of all good rule to have mm-hmm. it's always a good rule to have to have a point of view and a con- uh, point of stu- uh, structure to a conversation you are about to have right okay that's all is good thing yeah, yeah. everyone fair agrees enough, on yeah. that okay fine as a rule what i tell my teams to do is write as many hypotheses as possible mm-hmm. contradicted to what they believe what they believe and contradicted to what they believe for example this product is good because it has better fragrance this product is bad because it has bad fragrance this product is good because it's uh it gives me lather this product is bad because it doesn't give me lather i'm giving you very generally but like hypothesis must be developed with a lot of thought mm. 
you you have to explore every nook and cranny mm-hmm. of why something is good or why something is bad mm-hmm. okay every possible derivation every possible derivation that you can if you are trying to solve a problem like for example why my product that is selling in the market is not selling right now you write everything down mm-hmm. you literally write like three four pages of this mm-hmm. you build hypothesis right okay okay that becomes a opening structure because it, it, it it's a great structure for you to ask questions out of right okay okay now you go in and say okay fine tell me if i'm bad why so i i try to disprove everything that so in marketing mm. it's not as mm. it's not as stringent in, as in science mm. because you're talking about human derivatives you don't necessarily always try to disprove hypothesis which mm. is the scientific method mm. you try in a way to prove hypothesis without bias which is very difficult so that's why we say don't always always that's why you have the negative multiple, as yeah, you yeah. have the multiple hypothesis so you have you have the multiple hypothesis mm-hmm. right. because if you always go for the negative tell me why this is wrong is not may not be the best way of doing it mm. plus we are not trained scientists mm. it can drain you out we are human beings right. we are not we are not as trained as scientists, scientists. yeah <laughs> as opposed to scientists it might drain you out very fast <laughs> that's a practical problem yeah. so build hypothesis build build statements as to why why things can go wrong sure why things are like write down essentially write down the things that say you have a problem mm-hmm. i am trying to solve this problem and this problem has been generated out of this mm. specific thing another specific thing another specific thing another specific thing another specific thing. so you write a mm-hmm. huge list of things which gives you a bed like a bed to ask questions on that's 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 the purpose of it mm-hmm. so build hypothesis as you go through those questions you will understand that your understanding of the person that you're talking to and the problem you are and this always happens universally happens if it has never failed me i don't think it has ever failed anyone as you go down those hypotheses you'll realize your understanding of the problem just becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper mm. and the you always find out that there's a deeper that you can go to yeah output of that essentially will become what is known as the underlying truth right why exactly is this person not losing my product right so it's strange because i was drawing correlations to how i decide what sort of a logo to design for someone i have i have several hypotheses i have several problems to solve and then i sort of optimize for okay these are the main problems to solve i can't solve all the problems in one one go right and this is the main problem to solve this is a secondary problem to solve and if it, it's great if i can solve problem 3 4 and 5 yeah but it's not absolutely necessary but this logo is worthless if it cannot solve problem 1 and 2 yeah 1 and 2 at least yeah so that that's just how i approach it and i happen to write about 5 pages about what 
the logo should be like yeah and i think about a logo for a week before i even put anything down on paper yeah no that's a that i mean like if you have the time for it mm. if you have the mental patience for it that's the best way to approach any problem anywhere the the realities it's just a problem solving mechanism it's yeah. it's beyond just looking yeah. for insights if you don't have the time and generally you don't have in corporates you don't have the time yeah should you have the time is should you have the time it's the best way of proposing things mm. if you don't have the time it doesn't matter at least have the problem frame correct in your head mm-hmm. ask the and, right question basically yeah and write down all the things that you want to believe Mm-hmm. what do you believe right and gradually disprove them or in See my context ones are more true than the others yeah. correct <laughs> yeah so you do the opposite way and and as as you go down the list of things that you want to believe i guarantee you you will find something and a very By the way, follow this here is, is this is not an easy process yeah but we pick out to be very yeah. of his confirmation bias because yeah, it yeah. will screw you up yeah. and yeah. not just that like your 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 nesting confirmation bias inside sankos fallacy here right because you're mm. so invested in this brand. yeah yeah actually yes <laughs> absolutely that is absolutely true that's true which are the, that's very true i yeah. guess those two are things that you really need to look out for when conducting this i it's it's very difficult it's very difficult to talk to I mean, like again even i have this but it's very difficult to talk to people when you have a veil of belief above your head mm-hmm. shit it's like talking to a religious nut about <laughs> why god isn't real yeah it's impossible hey. to do it's a waste of the next 45 minutes yeah exactly yeah. it doesn't matter yeah what you as a intelligent person should do is okay fine i will let the argument or the 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 the, the observation carry me mm. not my belief system once i've received what is necessary for me to build an idea then i'll stop then i'll start building on that idea mm. after that point everyone else's beliefs is shit i don't care sure i will build from this point sure right okay that's a that's yeah because you you have a pulse on something that no one else understands you have to carry it like i, I have yeah if nothing else is much i have given enough time to solve like looking at this yeah which no one has a, no yeah. one else has done yeah as a result of it i believe that this can be solved sure sure so that's the essentially an insight is fundamentally what you call an underlying truth mm-hmm. and that underlying truth is not easy to find right and if it was easy to find everyone would be doing it yeah but everyone should everyone, be doing it. everyone everyone should be attempting attempting to do it attempting to do it and i guarantee you if you do 10 pieces of communication and 10 pieces of business models and 10 pieces of uh, uh business models and 10 pieces of activations or actions that you want mm-hmm. like see if you do 10 things you will get one 
that is built on a great insight. Right. Three, you will get built on an insight that most people don't know, but you know, but like some people do know. Mm-hmm. Shaping mm-hmm. is there. Seven. Some people are cognitive. Seven. Yeah. Some people are. Yeah. Some people know about it. Yeah. Seven. It's very unlikely that you would it will be built on insight. Right. It's very unlikely. So the one that does will blow people's heads off. Right. The three that you do, depending on the quality of the idea that you do, mm. still maybe blow people's minds off, but it may not be the. It won't be, may not be as powerful. Just may be powerful, may not be powerful. Just to clarify over here, uh, you said ideas. The, depending on your idea, by idea are we referring to the hypothesis that In, we or the insights that we the, like, the, an idea the, doesn't necessarily have to be built on insight. But you can use an idea to confirm or not deny. No, confirm or not confirm. Uh, okay, okay. What the hell is an idea? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an idea has. An idea doesn't necessarily... This is my belief and I, I, I say this again. An idea doesn't necessarily have to be built on an insight. It doesn't necessarily... Like, That's what it's not. Uh, like, okay, is fine. It? Okay, fine. Okay. Let me, let me put it this way. All the movies you see, mm. how many of them deeply grab you? Like, for example, you watch John Wick. Yep. It grabs you at a very human level. The bit about the dog, yeah, but the rest of it, not really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just kicking ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would like to be him, but... He's kicking ass and he's not built on human. It's, 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 it's built on human truth. It's not built on insight, necessarily. Yeah. Like, this idea of a guy who can kick anyone's ass. Yeah, like, uh, if you watch uh, Three Billboards Out of Ebon Misery. Yeah. If anyone has not watched it, watch that movie. It's fantastic. Uh... That's built on human truth and a degree of human insight. Like, for example, so my point is this. A great idea doesn't necessarily have to be built on, like an idea can completely stand outside of human understanding. Great ideas create new insights. Oh, okay. So I have have another way of looking at insights. Um, We've we've spoken about archetypes, Hmm. right? Uh, we've spoken about archetypes in private, just not on the on the podcast yet. Mm. But an arc, uh, so an insight is an addition to an archetype that we inherently knew but didn't know how to articulate. Difficult to answer. It's Difficult a difference. it's a very very. I I I wouldn't put because archetypes are common. Mm. That's the fundamental reality about archetypes. Yeah. It's it's the most commonly understood parameter. Mm-hmm. Hence, there it's is. not understood enough. It's an abstract notion, right? Um, yes, but it's also well understood. It's very very. It's different. understood in like this inherent way. You can you can almost never properly articulate what an archetype is. Difficult. I, mean, like, I, I don't I know if that's my lack of professional training or. Is the is it just that it's not expressible? It's, it's, uh, that that is hard to say. 
but i mean it feels like it's something okay in in my books an insight is something that everyone already knows but has never put the energy into figuring out that this is it this is why but is driving is that yes, behavior exactly it yeah. and that is the basis of an archetypal story um, uh, no not really yeah. no not really i don't i don't buy that i don't buy that either because mm. an archetypal story is generally understood clearly by people at least understood in the, in the, in the but it's articulated it's understood clearly before it's articulated everyone sort of kind of knows it very difficult i need to think about it it's, very it's, abstract, it's, a, it's a very abstract yeah. sentiment that has to be thought about very deeply to understand it i can't actually think of it like i can't give you a off and thought process on it because i'm slightly high and i <laughs> i am a bit tired but uh no it's i i guess we could explore that it. further we should we, probably we should, yeah. we should try find and explore uh, a psychologist and get their opinion on on this as well find a psychologist <laughs> <laughs> maybe but, maybe there is there some truth what you're saying but maybe not i we will we'll, we'll figure that out but that's a, that's definitely something that we should explore i have a, i have a feeling about it mm. and i don't have feelings <laughs> uh but we are approaching on an hour so i guess we can wrap this up because we have pretty much spoken about what an insight is as well as how to tackle it oh by the way sorry yeah. let me let me just let me just put this down so if you read everyone from david ogilvy to the the Walter Thompson method of creating insights there are multiple methods of creating mm. insights right mm. i i i fundamentally believe, i i don't fundamentally believe that there is something called creating insights you discover them you discover them yeah it's the fundamental truth about insights you discover them you can't write it mm. it's not something that you you can articulate it through words but you can't write an insight you can articulate an insight through words i i don't know whether people understand the nuance of what i am saying but if you understand it it's not a line it's on here a piece of and paper it's here but when you put it down in words it's yeah uh, uh, it's by here he means his heart and his head but yeah yeah this is for the people you do ah the 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 reality is insights must be discovered they can't be written and there's also can, a couple of processes to for discovery. discover them mm-hmm. you have to talk to people yeah in one manner or another yeah uh, there is no other way of yeah. doing it <laughs> yeah a, a great book that i i read on uh, getting insights is uh, value proposition design brilliant book another thing to put in the description uh, another thing to put in the description yeah um yeah so that's it so keep your eyes open your minds open and your egos aside and you will find and you will find <laughs> if you if you are if you are lucky the insight and if you are you. really yeah. really really sensitive towards people's lives you will find insights yeah. and those insights need to be converted into ideas 
which will then make which communications will, which will which will make only not only communication it might be make communications it might make business ideas it might be million things remember mm-hmm. insights don't necessarily come only come out of human beings insights do come out of excel sheets as well right there are financial insights there i mean are, that that is directly contradictory to the point where we said we need to speak to people to find insights mm. it's not contradictory it isn't it's it what you are doing looking for is underlying truth mm-hmm. and that truth can i and, presented and, and um, excel sheets are underlying truth of how people trade everything i mean an excel sheet is just numbers and those numbers might have an underlying truth because we see patterns and numbers can show correct. patterns correct those patterns can eventually be processed into it's still an excel sheet is still a representation of people of people it's people talking it's yeah. just in the form of numbers Number, in columns yeah. and rows correct okay Wow, that's I'm not going to look at Excel sheets ever the same ever again. <laughs> you you will find insights in many places, including business in 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 Excel sheets, Excel sheets that talk about like in numbers. You might find insights. Mm. So just in, be open to it, and you you'll will, you'll be eventually run into one or two at the very least if you keep hypothesizing and. Going if at you it. if if you if you I guess it's it's one of those the barriers yeah. right like you can only increase the probability of an insight finding you and the best thing you can do is to adjust your variables around you in order to look for one yeah yeah so that you luck into it basically yes yeah. luck into that dice roll it's not luck huh? if you if you if you <laughs> develop the skill degree, yeah there's, there's again it's skill. skill if you develop the skill I guess that skill can improve the probability of you rolling a certain roll but I don't really see how it yeah. can be like you have to be good at it when you are super expert you can definitely walk into any room and walk no no no, no. that doesn't happen that doesn't happen either it's not a, it's always a probability so it's a, it's always a probability it's always a probability so in conclusion and inside the, the probability is zero if you don't try <laughs> uh, that's most definitely you yeah. have to do that yeah so wrapping it up um an insight is an it's And oh man, it's just, underlying truth. No, but uh, yeah, but it's is not it underlying only, truth that is not a not, human fact. Yeah, that's that's it. That would be the definition. Yeah. It's a huge. It's an underlying truth that is not common knowledge, per se. Mm. And the way that you can get to insights is by listening to a large degree. And if you you can make it so that you. Are more receptive to these things. There's a there's a vein about to pop into his head trying to put this into words. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 a toughie. I mean, you give it a shot. What is how? What is the conclusion? What 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 we will do? What we will do next round is. Let's get people that work on this as a professional. It becomes their profession, like planners in advertising agencies. It is their job. to look for this research agencies do this let's find uh, we will find for you people that will have different approaches by the way there are multiple approaches mm. to this there's a journalistic We've, approach there's a survey approach yeah, like the, there are multiple approaches multiple, to yes. it so i mean that's a couple let's, of let's 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 let us find as many people as that you as you can to uh and get get yeah. get get their approaches and then let's see Yeah, maybe we can find a insight in there on what the methodology of how mm-hmm. looking for insights works. Like, what is the fundamental truth that is there over there? 
the underlying truth of looking for insights okay but yeah in conclusion there there you go insights are very important go look for them it will definitely help your marketing as well as no, building i mean like your business is just in general yeah and i guess this also extends to general life as well yeah. you you'll be able to do a lot more things if you can understand the underlying truths behind even the human daily human interactions that you have yeah done yes done all right not as bad as you thought <laughs> okay all right good night <laughs> good night guys <laughs>